You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Eman. Yo, what up, everybody? This is your boy Eman coming at you, baby. Episode 32. Last episode of 2018, baby. Your boy started this podcast back in end of May. And you know what? Every month I've been getting better and better. And again, this is your boy Eman from Average Joe Sports Talk. The most honest sports takes and point of view you're going to find anywhere because I'm not a pro. You know, I just do this because I love it. I do this for the grind. I do it not for the money because I ain't making much on it. But yo, but your boy and this podcast is getting a lot of love, the last, especially the last three months. Anyways, and what did the last Sunday of 2018 in the NFL, Week 17, brought us? The playoffs. There were some performances that kind of left the door open for some teams. A lot of coaches got in fire. A lot of quarterbacks that get paid a lot of money and are not even sniffing the playoffs. But anyway, without further ado, enough introduction. Let's get it, baby. Recap, reaction, last week of the NFL 2018. Next. Yo, Steelers, Vikings, and the Titans are out. Not enough gas to make it to the finish line and make the playoffs. In are the Colts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Holy smokes. Again, Kirk Cousins choked on another big game opportunity on the big stage. Not surprised here because that's all he's done. He had a great season from uh, numbers-wise, but man, this guy just like he did in like in Washington. He could not win the big game. Horrible performance. They got their asses kicked by by the Bears and at home. So check it out, dude. Can't win minimal games. That's what you got. Mr. $30 million guaranteed per year. I think got like $85 million overall. That loss opened the doors for the Eagles to make the playoffs as the Eagles took care of their own game. So guess what, man? Eagles are in. Vikings are out. And then it was up to the Titans and the Colts. And one thing, biggest game of the year, all right, for the Titans. They've been scrapping all year long. I know they had a lot of injuries, man. I know, hey, Derrick Henry came alive in, in December, had a great monster December that brought this team, put him on his back. Mariota was hurt in and out, but was playing. But, yo, it's the most important game of the year for your squad. Mariota practiced for like two days and did not suit up to play. Yo, you can't be that soft, man. Not with the biggest game of the year. Blaine Gabbert takes over as a backup quarterback, and you know what happened. There was no chance. We knew the Colts were going to win. Nice try. The Tennessee Titans put a nice effort with whatever limited weapons they had. But look, man, when your quarterback practiced for two days, and I know all week has been hurt and banged up and all that stuff, and he's not going to suit up, I ain't buying that, bro. He practiced Thursday and Friday. Not buying that, bro. You got to be tougher than that. And Mariota has not been that tough dude, man. Last year was the only year he actually went into the playoffs and, and performed. But in the last two out of the last three seasons, he hasn't been able to finish the season. Big question mark. He's a free agent. This guy, I don't know what the T- Tennessee Titans are going to do. Mariota is a nice player. Decent quarterback. Right up there with uh, Jameis, famous fake Jameis, groping Jameis. But, uh, dude, I don't see the toughness. I don't see the chokeness, man. I don't see that that grit that you need unless you can't walk or you got to cast. B, you got to play. And Mariota, sorry, dog. You ain't tough enough. Probably not for this league. You're the reason why your team is not in the playoffs. Blaming it all on Mariota, bro. That's just wrong. You just, dude, you got to get on the horse, baby. You got to play. 
You definitely got to play. You just cannot stay on the bench. Anyway, I just wanted you to say that. Get off my chest. And comeback season, Andrew Luck brought it to the table. Had an awesome game last night, man. And you know what? I'm happy for Andrew Luck. Threw for three touchdowns. Again, a team with a, you know, late round Marlon Mack running back. I mean, he's only good wide receiver, Steve White Hilton. He just has a bunch of uh, cap drivers and wide receivers for uh, for teammates, for wide receivers and running backs. And uh, he just did it, man. Second much touchdowns behind Patrick Mahomes for the season. And Andrew Luck was a guy I was not even supposed to. You didn't, you didn't even know if he was ever going to play again, man, with that shoulder, that neck injury. Kudos to him. Shout out to Andrew Luck. He's a true class sack. Not only one of the best quarterbacks in the league, one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL, but also an individual, great all-around gentleman of the game, baby. And I'm happy he made the playoffs, man. I think the right team made the playoffs. And that was all good for Andrew Luck, man. That's a tough grind for the year. No freaking doubt about it, man. What about Father Time, Tom Brady? They clinch uh, the AFC East for the bye week as they they destroy the Jets 38-3. Brady threw for four touchdowns. Again, man, it is tough to count the best quarterback of all time and the best coach of all time. When they're together, baby, they morph into like the contenders. And look, they're not the favorites. Not this year. Josh Gordon is out. I mean, they still have a whole bunch of like, you know, second or third rate tier wide receivers, but he gets it done. Gronk is completely washed up. Again, he gets it done. Don't count all father time, the ageless wonder Tom Brady, the genius Bill Belichick out of the playoffs. I know the road goes to Kansas City because Kansas City clinched the first seed. And we got to get to that in a little bit. But Tom Brady and the New England Patriots to Belichick are a team to mess with. And the playoffs is a different ballgame. They just find a way to win. Don't got them as a favorite. I don't think they're going to make it. But deep down inside, I got that little doubt that can't count them out, baby. They're going to do their thing. They're a scary team regardless of the fact, talent, and anything else that they may be short off on the field. And the Chiefs did their thing, man. Mahomes came in, becomes the second player ever to throw for 50 yards. I'm sorry, 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. You know who was the other quarterback that did that? Peyton Manning. He didn't break Peyton Manning's single-season touchdown record, but this kid is going to get it. This solidifies the fact that Patrick Mahomes is the freaking MVP, all right? Has to be the MVP. Nobody else close but the numbers that Mahomes are putting up, man. And that team is the number one seed in the AFC. First year starting, for God's sake, people. Better start drinking the Kool-Aid, man. I don't think this kid has phased out of the reach of ceiling yet. That's what's crazy, and that's what losing Kareem Hunt, who was leading the league in rushing yards, who led the league last year in rushing yards, who's a two-way player that can catch it, bro, and was a big part of this offense and not just running it. But he threw a freaking 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, bro. Mahomes is for real. Mahomes is the MVP. It's a different story now in the playoffs. They are the team to beat. The road goes through Kansas City. Remember that. As they have a bye week in week, you know, in the uh, wild cards. They have a bye week. Them and the New England Patriots have a bye week. And, yo, it's going to get crazy. And we're going to go look at the whole playoff picture, man. Especially, we're going to do our my predictions on the wild card also a little later on in this segment. Today is all about the NFL. It's all about the playoffs and the season ending reactions, baby, on every team. This is buck wild up in here, baby. It's going to get crazy. Wow. And on that other note, it was crazy because we also had Kelsey breaking the single season yards uh, record for tight ends. And then Kittle comes on later. And breaks Kelsey's record. So Gronk got the record. Kelsey breaks. And, and I'm sorry that I'm segueing here. But since we're talking about the Chiefs. Kelsey breaks the single season yards receiving records for tight ends. I think it was like at uh, 1327. And then later on in the same. K- 
Kittles finishes it with 13, with 1,377, breaking Kelsey's record. The original record was held by Gronk. Kelsey destroyed it. I mean, what do you, what do you expect, man? You got two sick tight ends there. And props to Kittle, man, because he has no quarterback. Mullins is a tough dude, man. Mullins is a tough dude. But Kittles is legit, and Kelsey is just a complete beast. For real, brother. It's just a complete beast. That's all I'm saying. Unbelievable, man. This is great. This is great, man. The playoffs are here. Lost a lot of money yesterday, man. I mean, I tried them. The only lineup that gave me some dough, even though I did not, um, I did not double up. I did not actually. I lost fifty percent of my stack, uh, my buyings. But the only lineup that got me some dough was this game. I'm gonna react to the Dolphins and the Bills. Josh Allen was my starting quarterback, and I had Zay Jones stack with him. Everybody was saying stack Foster. I just say, hey man, it's the end of the season. I'm gonna go crazy. And that's lineup got me paid, bro. Got me paid. That's it. It was the only it was the only money I won a weekend. Look, the Dolphins and the Bills. For the Bills, future looks bright. Josh Allen's is definitely has become, has improved throughout the year. I did not know this kid can do it this good with his legs. 95 rushing yards again last night. Two touchdowns. Threw for three. Still a lot of tools they need to put around that kid. If you get that kid an offensive line, some good wide receivers. I, Buffalo definitely has their quarterback of the future. I was down on this kid. I didn't think he was ready. But man, the last month or so, he's played out of his mind. So the future is bright for the Bills. Dolphins fired. Adam Gase. It is what it is. It looks like Ryan Tannehill is not part of the future. Whatever, man. The Dolphins are a complete shit show. So, hey, Bills have a bright spot in the future with Josh Allen. No doubt about it. <sighs> Lions and Packers. Two of the four highest paid quarterbacks in the league are out of the playoffs. And I'm going to go, and they were both playing in this game. Rodgers was taken to the hospital for some concussion or whatever the case may be. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, he's injured, has the whole season to recover. The Lions, Matthew Stafford, had a decent game. Hasn't been making it all year. Has not been doing anything at all for the whole freaking season. In regards to Aaron Rodgers, look, he had a good season. I think he only threw two, he only threw two picks. Probably like 29 touchdowns or something. I'm not sure. I'm not even going to look up his stats. But I know he had an insane, uh, he had a good little, he had a good season. For Aaron Rodgers' standards and the standards of the Green Bay Packers, which is making the playoffs every year and competing, yes, it was an off year. Mike McCarthy's gone. Hey, they're going to bring a new coach. They just need to bring a coach, man, that's going to gonna put Rodgers in check. Because that's what he needs. Aaron Rodgers needs a coach that's going to put him in check. He needs to listen to what the coach has to say, not the other way around. Just like the franchise. So, hey, look. Back to the drawing board for the Packers. They need a lot of tools, man. I mean, Jamal Williams, that running back is, I mean, a decent piece. Aaron Jones is a good running back. But, man, apart from Devontae Adams, they need some better wide receivers. They need to give them a better offensive line. That defense needs some work. A lot of work in the offseason for the Packers, starting with a uh, new head coach. I said I mentioned the Jets and the Patriots. We all know about the Patriots. Jets, look, Sam Darnold was coming hot as of late. Again, bright spot for the Jets. They fired... Todd Bowles, which I mean, not surprised there. The Jets have their quarterback of the future. I like Darnold. This is the picks that my G-man sh should have picked Darnold. Not complaining. Barkley's a beast, dude. Finished again. Had a great season, but we needed a quarterback. Let's see what's going to happen this year. But Darnold is the truth. Darnold is going to be your guy for the Jets. Is going to be the man for the Jets. And this guy has nobody around him. He has no offensive line. Backup running backs. Number two and three wide receivers to throw to. Yo, get this kid a coach. And you know who probably fits a bill here a little bit? Adam Gase. I know, I know. But Adam Gase fits a bill here because he's a young young guy who's offensive-minded, even though it didn't work out for the 
Dolphins because I think the Dolphins gave him too much power in regards to hiring and getting his own players and all that good stuff. But hey, get yourself a coach that's young, a Sean McVay kind of guy, a, a Charles Nagy kind of guy. We need that because that's what Darnold is. Darnold is a, it's a great quarterback that could do it with his feet, has incre- insane, has insane athletic ability and also insane passing ability can sling it. Get this guy a young, offensive-minded coach, man. If the Jets get themselves a good coach, young, offensive-minded, forget old school, yo, you're going to have a lot of success in the future. We know what the Saints are all about. Hey, man, they're the number one seed, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Not going to compare that. MVP season for my boy Drew Brees, who did not play the last game. You know, uh, what's his name? Um, Terry, Teddy Bridgewater had a nice audition because he's a free agent this year. And there's a lot of quarterbacks out. He's one of the few quarterbacks as a free agent. I think he's gonna get he's gonna get paid by somebody. Probably the Tennessee Titans. I don't, I don't know about that. I'm just bullshitting. But the Panthers, man, you know, they started hot this year. They were six and two. And then they lost the last, like, you know, I think it was one of the last they lost seven of the last eight burying their season. Panthers have Cam Newton, who's still the best in that division, who's still one of the best quarterbacks. He got all the tools. Carthy, insane running back. You can't com- you can't complain. Those are two great pieces. Wide receivers, they got a young pieces, but nothing great. I don't know what the answer is for the Panthers, but hey, they do their thing. So let's move on. Let's move on to Falcons and Buccaneers. Matt Ryan, another one of the fourth highest quarterback who's out of the playoffs also. Had a great season, no doubt about it. Devontae Freeman was out. Ido Smith, the backup, out injured too. Um, Julio Jones, again, another ton of yards. Did not have as many touches as he wanted, but he still had a great, great offensive season. They just, I don't know what the problem is here. I don't know what the freaking problem is here, man. And, and again, it's just ridiculous. He has, he had a good offensive year, no doubt about it. That's what Matt Ryan brings to the table. I don't know what the problem is here, but they, they need to figure it out because they have too much talent on this team not to make the playoffs. And they made a nice little run as of late. They started really, really bad. They started 0-4. And, and, you know, they finished season 7-9. and Just figure it out at the end. They got too many offensive weapons for this team not to be in the playoffs. Buccaneers. They fire the head coach. They needed to do that anyway. They want to bring back famous groping Jameis. I don't blame him. Fitzpatrick is not coming back. You know, Jameis Winston has a lot of a lot of talent. He could definitely put he could, he could do the job. It's just, I don't know what's wrong with that, the kid's mind. That team needs a whole lot of help. It's a shame. With Evans, who's a talented wide receiver, they got him locked down for a very long time with a nice contract. They just need to put the pieces around it. Uh, that defense, oh my God, cannot hold water in a glass. They're just really, really bad. They're just horrible. That team needs a lot of work. Again, they need to start with their hiring a decent coach. This league has become offensive-minded. Yes, you got defense, but man, if you're not going to do it on the defensive side like the Bears did, you need that creativity that Sean McVay and Nagy has and, and put those, these quarterbacks, these young athletic quarterbacks, in position to win. And the Bucs need, need a lot of help. The Jags, Blake Bortle was back, and Blake Bortle didn't do jack. Texans, you know, again, they uh, they won the clinch a division. They're in the playoffs We'll cover them in our playoff picture uh, review in a little while. The Broncos, Case Keenum. Case Keenum gave you what Case Keenum does. He's a backup quarterback. It is what it is, man. The, the Chargers capitalize. They're the highest freaking fifth seed ever in the AFC playoffs. They had a good season. Our boy, uh, Phillip Rivers, had an amazing season this year. And you know what, man? Even though he had a great game last week, he's in the playoffs, and he's one of the teams that you gotta be watch out for. We gotta we gotta touch on that a little later on in the segment. In the segment when it comes to uh, the playoff review and uh, predictions. Hey, the 49ers, man. You know Nick Mullins keeps doing it, man. Three touchdowns. I know he's not the quarterback of the future, but somebody might 
sign this guy, man. He may have a Case Keenan effect here and get some money and become a starter somewhere. Rams did their thing, no doubt about it. What an offense. When your backup running back and C.J. Anderson can come in and have two weeks back-to-back over 100, 100 plus rushing yards and touchdowns, what are you going to say? Kittle's bright spot for the 49ers. Nine receptions, 149 yards. Broke the single season uh, reception yards for tight end. I mean, he's just sick, man. Dude is sick. Dude is really, really sick, man. And when their starting quarterback comes back from injury, who had a lot of money, I can't, I forget his name right now because he's been out of the picture. I know he's home banging at a porn star right now, his porn star girlfriend. So he's, he's, he's looking at the TV right now, getting ready for next year. He's, he's, he's good. He's good. Like I said, the Vikings, too little, too short. Choke job, Kirk Cousins. They need to figure it out. That's a mystery. Good running back. Good backup running back. Great receivers and digs and Thielen, which then when they started the season, those meaningful, those games that were not meaningful, they were blowing everybody out of the water. And then when the games counted, Kirk Cousins was nowhere, nowhere to be found. Just a bad season. That's a lot of money for an 87 quarterback. But that's the way he was in, in, in the Redskins. That's why the Redskins never won the big game. Anyway, it is what it is. We'll talk, we'll, we'll mention the Bears and the predictions later on. And the Bengals and Steelers. The Steelers, man, it's just beyond me. You know, they won. It was an ugly game. They they had this division on lock. They could have won this division. They would have been eight. They, they, they had this on lock. They lost some really, really crazy games. The last, you know, those three out of the last four, they themselves took themselves out of the playoffs. With Ben and A.B. and Juju Smith, Tony Brown, they still have the best wide receivers in the game, the best wide receiver duo in the game. And look, I don't want to hear it. Oh, Le'Veon Bell. Oh, he's the reason they didn't make the playoffs. Man, forget Le'Veon Bell. James Conner is a pro bowler. He got injured at the end, but put Le'Veon Bell's numbers. All right, so I don't want to hear it. It's not Le'Veon Bell. I'm sorry. Coach Tomlin needs to freaking go. He's lost that team. That team does not have his back, did not have his respect. It starts at the top, ladies and gentlemen, with this team. Because Big Ben is too talented. He still has a couple of years left in the tank. Don't get me wrong. He's banged up. He probably wants to retire sometime soon. But he still has a couple of good years left. Especially with receivers like Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't want to hear about Le'Veon Bell. He's going to get a ton of money somewhere else. Which doesn't deserve. So I don't care. I don't want to hear that Le'Veon Bell. He's the reason they didn't make the playoffs. Because that's complete, complete hogwash. Okay? That's pee-pee wash. Okay, buddy? Don't, I don't want to hear that crap. Don't want to hear it at all. That's complete BS. Complete BS. It's not Le'Veon Bell's. You know, he was not the uh, caution effect for them not making the playoffs. Anyways, moving on. Oh, the Seahawks made the playoffs. We're going to touch on them a little, little while. The Cardinals actually clinched themselves the number one draft pick, baby, for next season. And you know they're not going to pick a quarterback because they do have a quarterback in, um, in Josh Rosen. That's another team that's really, really bad. Pretty much, they have nobody. Uh, aging Hall of Famer wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. They have a great running back in uh, DJ and then and, you know, David Johnson, who you know had a nice, decent season coming back from that horrible injury last year. Again, they got a really good upcoming defense. They got to help. They got to hold it together. They got to really got to hold it together. They got a plan for the future. I think Josh is a good quarterback. Josh, to me, was the most ready quarterback at the starting of the year. It didn't seem so like, but you know what? He got the nod in I can remember, on the fourth or fifth game. And look, hey, let's stick. You know, overall, Josh had a okay season he did it through 14 picks and only 11 touchdowns fumbled it a ton of times so the problem here is the turnovers but come on apart from Larry Fitzgerald there's nobody else you could throw the ball to that offensive line is horrible it's a young team with no leadership future still looks good I think Josh you could build around 
Josh has a high quarterback IQ. This is a squad. He's your quarterback. They're not going to draft a quarterback. Don't worry about it. They're not going to draft a quarterback at all. But they definitely got number one pick to get a great couple of pieces here, man. Maybe trade that trade that down and get a couple of first rounders. You know, there's a lot of things you could do with the first pick, not just drafting one player uh, to build around your team. And I forgot to mention a little earlier with the Bengals. They also fired Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis has been there for 16 years. A over 500 winning record. Made the playoffs a ton of times. One of those coaches is a really good coach, and I think somebody's going to pick him up because the guy has a lot of value as a coach. I just don't think he's a coach that's going to transcend your team to the next level. But as a coach that it's going to build your team and put a team that's going to contend and make the, play, make the playoffs very consistent and win over 500. So, hey, it's another coach out there that somebody's going to hire. There's a lot of vacancy so far this year with coaches, boys, boys and girls. It's just insane so far this year. Um, I just wanted to mention that because I didn't mention anything about the Bengals in my reaction to the Steelers and Bengals game. Eagles and Redskins, we know all about the Eagles, baby. We know about the Eagles, baby. Falls Magic. Falls Magic. He'll be back next week, even though he left with that chest contusion. But he'll be back next week in the playoffs. And we'll touch on the Eagles in a little while during my playoff, my AFC wildcard and NFC wildcard playoff review and predictions, baby. Uh, Redskins, 7-9. Good season. Great defense. Let's see what's going to happen. Alice Smith is old. I don't know if he's going to be able to come back from this injury. Might be a possibility not. Here's a team that's requiring a quarterback. And the Browns and Ravens. Look, Lamar Jackson did his thing. Lamar Jackson, again, flash in the pan. Tim Tebow status, for sure. He, he did it with his legs. He had two rushing touchdowns. Did his thing. It's a great defense. It's a great defense. They did. They they actually took that division from the Steelers. They did what they are supposed to do, win their games. Again, help a lot of help from the Steelers. Shitting the bed and not closing out the show. In regards to the Browns, 7-8-1. and eight and one. This team would have been a playoff team this year if it wasn't for a few games at the beginning of the year. Zane Gonzalez blew at least three out of the first four games with missing field goals. They played the Steelers tough in the first game, and they, sh- they could have won if they would have made a couple of field goals. Anyway, that's the pass. Baker Mayfield, which I'm not a great fan of, but I'm going to give him his props. Like I said earlier, earlier during the year, I made a comparison between Josh Rosen, Baker Mayfield, and Sam Donald, and I said that Baker's the number three quarterback out of that list. Josh is almost ready. Sam Darnold has the biggest ceiling. I still think that. Maybe I'll switch. Darnold definitely has the most ceiling. Maybe I could move. I could swap Josh and Baker. Putting Baker over Josh. And, you know, hey. One thing I did say about Baker Mayfield. And if you guys go back, I actually, if you go to my YouTube channel, I got I got that video. I got a video. I made a video of the comparison because it was a segment on my podcast. And I decided to do a video about it. And Take a look at it. It's pretty cool. It's a nice comparison between all three quarterbacks. This is before training camp and everything else. It was just data that I gathered from college and, and my own views. But anyway, Baker Mayfield, one thing that I always said about him, definitely has still has a lot of Manziel because of his cockiness and mainly that chip on his shoulder. Look, the staring down of huge action. He's getting fine. He's done it twice. He's an outspoken quarterback. No doubt about it, dude. Hey, Cam Newton is an outspoken quarterback. He's in that breed. You know what I mean? Those kind of quarterbacks that not willing to, to stay out of controversy. They don't mind saying the things that are going to get them in hot water. But to Baker's credit, he had a great game, number one, last week. Almost won it. Yes, he threw a costly pick, a couple of picks. But he threw for the most touchdowns as a rookie quarterback. He broke the rookie quarterback touchdown record. That's a lot to say. That's a lot to really say about this squad. Baker, three touchdowns last week. He's a good quarterback. And the thing that's going to get him in this in this. In the NFL, the reason why he's going to have a career, again, I don't think he's better than Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen. I'm, I'm kind of changing my mind about Josh Rosen and Baker, but the chip on his shoulder to prove everybody wrong 
is going to make Baker a successful quarterback. He's very accurate. Reminds me of Chad Pennington with a better arm and more mobility. Super accurate, man. He makes some great throws on the run. But that chip on his shoulder does have grit. This is going to make Baker Mayfield a franchise quarterback, which he already is, and had a really good season. The Browns can make the playoffs consistently in the next few years. Jarvis Landry, great receiver. Wasn't used a lot after Hugh Jackson was fired. Callaway, another young rookie wide receiver. Nasty, nasty talent. Nick Chubb, wow. Nick Chubb came out of nowhere, even though he was a number two pick. But Nick Chubb was nasty. All right, great running back there. They could put some more pieces around it. Young, good defense. Njoku, athletic tight end, which is what you look in this now and nowadays. A lot of talent. He has a lot of tools to work with. Had the best surrounding cast out of Darnold, Rosen, Allen, not Jackson, because Jackson made it, makes it all work with his legs. But you saw a preview of what you're going to see in the next four or five years with uh, Lamar Jackson running all over the field. And again, I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to last, but he's really nice to look at. The ability, the elusiveness of Lamar Jackson. I mean, it's just exciting. He just makes an exciting picture to look at. And especially in this athletic league. We'll see now in the playoffs when he's going to go against the better coach teams, the teams with the better defense. I don't think he's going to last. I think he's going to be a first round out. But anyways... Pretty much, man. That's my reaction. Let's just win every single game and give you a little bit of my thoughts and my takes on what every team pretty much, a little bit of review for the whole season. But we are on fire, ladies and gentlemen. We're not going to stop here. Usually I am done with my podcast at 28 minutes. No, we got to keep going because we got the NFL playoffs. All right, baby. Every The drama of the regular season and the hunt is over. Players are here, baby. And this is what we play for. What was that, Jim? What was that, Jim? You got something to say? Playoffs? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? First stop is the uh, wild card weekend, man, which is next week. Next weekend. Saturday and Sunday. And Indianapolis. the first game is Indianapolis against Houston. So the Colts are the lower seed. Before we start with my prediction, let's take a look at actually how the playoff picture was developed. Who finished what? So... First, go with the American Football League Conference. The Chiefs were the number one, uh, number one seed, number two seed of the New England Patriots. Both teams get buys. Um, Houston Texans clinch their division. Baltimore Ravens clinch their division. All right, the Los Angeles Chargers finish at number five. The highest winning percentage for a number five seed ever, the Chargers are at twelve and four. Twelve and freaking four, the number fifth seed because they finished you know second to the Kansas City Chiefs in that division. What a year! What a year, folks. It, the AFC was on fire this year. I mean, just when you when you look at your number one team, the Kansas City Chiefs, and then the Los Angeles Chargers are 12-4 and four, as your number five seed, it's insane. 10-6 and six with, you know, rounding up a number six with the Colts who beat the, um, you know, like I said, the Titans last night, and they're at number six. On the NFC side, the National Football Conference, New Orleans has 13-3, and three, have complete um, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Rams are number two or 13 and three. Both teams clinch. Both have a bye. So Ch- Chicago is number three, finishing a 12 and four. Unbelievable. They, you know, they went out there. That's the reason why they played hard and, and wanted to beat Minnesota and win that game. That was was meaningful for them because they, they could have, you know, had their choice. If they lost, they would play it. I think Seattle or, or Philly, something like that. And we'll, but Chicago finished number three, Dallas 
I don't think Dallas is going to make any noise in here at 10 and 6. Seattle are number 5. And Philadelphia are sneaking in at number 7. All right, with Falls Magic. That's 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 your division. That's what both conferences look like at the end of the year. Your your six playoff teams. Now, starting with the AFC wildcard weekend. I mean, I'm sorry. Starting with just the wildcard weekend. I'm not going any order whatsoever. I'm just going to look at the schedule from ESPN. I'm going to react on these games, give my prediction. Indianapolis and Houston. You know what, dude? Indy are gritty. They're gritty. Houston has the more talent. DeAndre Hopkins, insane year. They lost to Marius Thomas with an injury. Lamar, Lamar Miller is back. This guy had, and it's crazy because these two games, both quarterbacks got injured last year. Andrew Luck has been out for like a year and a half. You know, last year, Deshaun Watson was a rookie and was blowing everybody out of the water and they get that ACL tear. Both have great, com- this is a great comeback game. I'm going to nickname the Indianapolis and Houston game on Saturday, January 5th, the comeback season game because both quarterbacks came back from real bad injuries. But I'm going to my nod to the Colts. That's right. Houston has more talent. But Andrew Luck, second in uh, touchdowns in the league, just done it before. Deshaun's, this is Deshaun Jackson's first round of the playoffs. Andrew Luck has been there before and has had some insane games in the playoffs. So I'm going to give my nod to Indianapolis beating Houston. That's my take. Seattle at Dallas. Russell Wilson, man, is just a complete magician. One of the best quarterbacks in the league. Again, doesn't have anybody. Has never had anybody in this team. Look, Baldwin has been his best receiver ever. He's not a number one receiver. Let's face it, folks. Lockett, not a number one receiver. Let's face it, folks. They run the crap out of the ball. But Russell Wilson has been throwing more than he's been running this year. That's a big difference. Don't get me wrong. He still needs to run when he needs to run, and he'll get his, he'll make the plays with his feet. But he's the toughest quarterback to me in the league is Russell Wilson, man, who does it. That defense is coming through together at the end of the year. Seattle over Dallas. Dak, I'm not a believer. I'm not sold on Dak. Zeke is a beast, best running back, top running back in the league. But I think Seattle is going to take this one. Seattle over Dallas. And I'm also a little biased here because I can't stand the Dallas Cowboys. The Chargers and Baltimore. Tough, tough game to predict. And I'm going to still tell you why. Baltimore scares me a little bit. Not because of the not because of their offense. It's that defense. That defense is good enough that could make games very, very ugly in regards to low scoring 17 to 10 wins. They run the ball a lot. They slow down the game. That's not the Chargers. The Chargers are run and gun. They actually put a lot of points on the board. That's their style. But if you take the ball away from Phillip Rivers, Gordon, Allen, and I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to slow this game down. Now, I'm going to say this right now. I don't trust Lamar Jackson. Doesn't have the goods to me to be an NFL quarterback in the long run, flash in the pan. But he could also slow down the game a lot by with his feet. I'm going to pick the Chargers, of course. They're the favorites. I'll be nuts not to pick them. But there's a little bit of doubt in my mind that Baltimore's defense may pull this one off and make it a real ugly, ugly game. Philadelphia and Chicago. Wow. Can Foles Magic pull another run to the Super Bowl? I don't think so, but it's nice to talk about. Because, man, here we are again, him being the backup quarterback, taking this team to the playoffs and having the opportunity to make it back-to-back Super Bowls. Odds of that happening, like last year, I think are greater. The odds of that not happening or becoming a reality are greater than they were last year of them making it to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl, beating the uh, Patriots. So, hey, I honestly think that Chicago's going to win this. Too much defense. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is going to play within his game. I don't, you know, Mitchell, to me, it's not 
He's a good quarterback, starting quarterback in this league. Charles Nagy's a freaking genius. Comes with that Sean McVay school of Madden-style football video game style. You know what I mean? With his crazy-ass plays. But that defense is going to put Philly in check. And Foles Magic is going to run out in the first round. Got Chicago on here. Those are my predictions. After that, I'm going to give you my predictions on the divisional weekend, which is a weekend after that. But Kansas City is definitely the team to beat in the AFC East. In the AFC, I'm sorry. But you still cannot count New England Patriots out of the picture. They're probably the, this is the, the weakest team I think I've ever seen. New England, I don't say limping to the playoffs because they won the division and they clinched the first week by. But I don't know. But again, you cannot count Belichick and Brady out of the picture. They're always going to be there, man. Ageless wonder and Brady and the brilliance of Belichick, they're always going to be there and they'll make, they'll find a way to make it work. New Orleans is the team to beat. That's who I got as number one. And then the Rams. Rams struggled a little bit at the end, but they got to buy. This is the playoff picture of the way it should look. All year long, I've been saying New Orleans, Rams, or Kansas City, or vice versa. I flipped the order a bunch of times. They've been your contenders. The rest of the uh, year has been pretenders. And a couple of times, that fourth team has been up and down between Chargers and, and then New England. I think these the top four teams are the right teams. The, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Rams, and the Patriots, and New Orleans should be there. And they got it right. They're the teams to beat, respectively. So it's going to be interesting. First, wild card. And we'll talk divisional players. You know what I mean? It's all good, baby, from Diego to the Bay. All right, man. And, yo, we... we just, so much to say, man. There's a lot. There's a lot going on, man. And this being the end of the year, you know, literally the end of the year and the end of the NFL regular season. Why don't we talk about the top 10, the top 10 worst teams in regards to the draft. All right. And I'm going to close it out also with my G-Man with the Giants year in review. Trust me, it's not going to be that long. But anyways, let's talk about the top 10 worst teams as of as the end of the season, 2018, and the Arizona Cardinals finished at three and 13, getting the securing the number one pick. Hey, not bad, not bad. They got the number one pick. There's a lot of things teams can do with number one pick, not just draft the number one player. They could use this to trade for some other first round picks. You know that could actually put tools around Josh Rosen, all right, and uh, David Johnson. At number two, the San Francisco 49ers secure the second pick. At 4-12. and 12. Hey, they got a quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. So we know the first two teams are not are not at all drafting a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's got to get off his porn star real soon. Got to get back at the joint. He's their 4-12. and 12. They, got some, uh, they got some good players in that team. You know, the Niners got some good players. Kittle out there, you know what I'm saying? They got some good stuff. They, you know, Kittle's a great player. Pettis, they got a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh players. Brita is a good running back. They got young players, man. Jimmy goes comes back and he plays like the Jimmy that he did for Belichick. Usually these quarterbacks don't do after that. And um, they got, they got, you know, they could put some pieces around that team and they could be exciting. They could be exciting. The Jets, they got the quarterback of the future with Sam Darnold. I'm telling you, man. And they also got some picks that they trade third round picks for my, uh, Teddy Bridgewater earlier in the season. So, yep, the Jets got a lot of picks, bro. Number three pick again. They could trade this, get more picks. And put some tools around Sam Darnold because they need a lot. They need receivers. They need running backs. They need offensive lines. They need a defense. They need everything. Poor Darnold, man. But it's exciting because they have the picks, especially from the Teddy Bridgewater uh, trades. And I know they gave up a lot for Darnold, but hey, they they it's exciting. They're they're you know the future is very very bright. Oakland Raiders four and twelve. Hey, don't worry about it, man. John Gruden is gonna screw the pooch on this one, so don't worry about it. They also got hey they got a first round pick also from Amari Cooper during the trade. 
And um, so they also got a lot of a lot of things to work with. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are five and eleven. I don't know what they're gonna do. I just really know what they're gonna do. I know they want to bring Jameis Winston back, probably for a one year contract. I don't know. I mean, they just fire the coach. This team, this franchise is a complete mess. My Giants are number six. It would have been great if the Giants take a quarterback, right? You know, it would be great, right? But Oregon quarterback, I think Herbert is his last name, coming back for his senior season kind of restructures the whole quarterback class here. I'm not sold on Kyle Murray. So I don't know what the Giants are going to do. Saquon Barkley is truly a beast. No doubt about it. Truly a beast, man. And we got a running back for the next five to six years at that particular level and high performance. Let's see what we're going to do. This year, there's no Josh Rosen, no Baker, no Darnold, no Josh Allen, even Lamar Jackson. Put him in that picture. But we had that opportunity last year. I don't know. Maybe Tua? Because the good thing is, apart from Tampa Bay, I think the first four picks, maybe including Tampa Bay, may not look for a quarterback. But the Giants will. So we may get a, probably we'll get at least one of the top three quarterbacks. No doubt about it. Because, you know, numbers of the numbers, man. There's four teams. There's five teams before them. Only once needs a quarterback. Jacksonville Jags. Oh my gosh, man. They're looking for a quarterback. Thank God the Giants are picking first. They're at number seven. They got number seven pick. Number eight, Detroit Lions. I don't know what Matt Breida is going to do here. I know they have Stafford under a long, long contract here with a lot of money invested in him. He's a good quarterback. He's definitely a franchise quarterback. I don't know about eliteness, but they don't need a quarterback. And I don't know what they're going to do here. Buffalo at 6-10. Josh Allen, he got better throughout the year. Future quarterback here. Get this kid some receivers, man, and some help with the offensive line. I think they may have something going on. He, he's more like a Trubisky to me, man. And at number 10, the Denver Broncos. Phil Limsey was a nice surprise. And, you know, Case Keenum is going to hold the bridge. Maybe they'll drive a quarterback. I'm not sure. And quickly, and I'm not going to react on this, but 11 is the Cincinnati Bengals, 6-10. and 10. Uh, Green Bay Packers are number 12. 13, the Dolphins. Falcons were at 7-9. and nine. And the Redskins are 7-9. and nine. Number 15th pick. 16th pick will be the Panthers, 7-9. and nine. Cleveland Browns, 7-8. 17th pick. The Vikings, who suck. At 8 and 7, they're going to get the 18th pick. Nothing great here. And the Tennessee Titans are going to get a pick at number 19 uh, after blowing up their uh, playoff run. So, hey, that's what happens. What's tough about the number 19th worst record in the league and number 20th worst record in the league is that both teams are over 500 and their goal is to make the playoffs. So, they don't make the playoffs and then they get crappy draft picks. That's what sucks about finishing last, right? Unfortunately. So, here you go, folks. Giants are number 5. What are the Giants going to do with this pick? I have no idea. We know they're going to go for a quarterback for sure this time. Eli is over. It's time for Eli to retire. In my book, Eli has is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Two Super Bowl wins, beating the best quarterback of all time in Tom Brady. Great magical runs. Time to go, Eli. OBJ, hey, it is what it is. We pay him all that money. We made our bed. Now we got to lay in it. He's an unbelievable talent. He's not a leader. You don't lead by the way that you throw your temper tantrums and spot off in social media and throw your teammates under the bus. That's not leadership. I mean, I know that's what everybody nowadays think leadership is, going on social media and tweeting out and, and throwing everybody under the bus and then making those, you know, throwing temper tantrums out there. To me, that's entitlement. That's not leadership. OBJ, my book, is not a leadership. Excellent talent. Could be the best wide receiver in the game. Nobody works harder than him when it comes to practice and on his craft. That is true. He's a hard worker, but he's not a leader. 
Saquon Barkley is a beast, like I mentioned earlier. We get a good quarterback in this mix. Things are going to look bright. I like Sterling Shepard. He's a good number two for, for OBJ. Evan Ingram was missing in action all year long. I know he was injured a lot of the time, but he's another talented, I mean, tight end. Cannot block, but hey, tight ends nowadays, all they need to do is freaking catch the ball like a wide receiver. I think he has the potential of a Kelsey and a um, Kittle. We just need the right plays. Uh, it's time for, like I said, Eli to go. We need the right quarterback. Pat Shermer is not your man. It's not our man. He's not the coach for that team. He proved it this year. The team ran Pat Shermer, not Shermer running the team. He lost that locker room after four games. He's not the answer. I know they're going to give him another opportunity because, hey, you know, one year is a very small sample of what he could do. I mean, he did. He, he had a great season. He was a great offensive coordinator with the Vikings. And he did it with Case Keenum. I thought he was going to repeat that magic with uh, Eli Manning, but it's, I guess it's different, different players, man, different strokes for different folks. And unfortunately, disappointing season for the G-Men. We're recouping. We're in position to get another quarterback this time around, just like last year. But I think this time, uh, I think everybody gets it. Eli's done. And there's pieces. That offensive line, we put some money on it this year. Did not pan out well. You got to fix that offensive line. I think that's what we're going to use some of these picks for. Uh, we have some picks also available. I don't know what we're going to do. I know we put a lot of money in it and we signed some people. The defense, you know, we traded a lot of players like Eli Apple, Snacks, players that, you know, we're not making a difference. Our defense was actually better after we traded these cats. And that's when we started winning a couple of games and a little bit of momentum there. So I think we definitely got some money to spend on the defensive side. And again, prove that offensive line. I think offensively, apart from the quarterback, we got a great receiver in OBJ, just a shitty freaking leader. Sterling Sherpert is a great number two. Saquon is a beast. I think Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram can definitely be a top five, top six tight end in this league. You know, he has the tools and the, and the talent. At five and 11, hey, it is what it is, bro. It is what it is. It was a sorry, sorry year for the Giants. Disappointment. But hey, until next year. In the meantime, your boy E-Man's going to come back week after week. We got to keep doing this podcast. All right. This is the last podcast of the year because today is December 31st. Last day of the year. Last day of the NFL regular season was yesterday, the 30th. And I'm signing off. I am thanking everybody for a, a great time. Uh, everybody that's been listening since day one, since May, since the late May when the first episode came out. We're up to 32 episodes. I'm going to keep doing this one time a week, week after week. And let's see where this podcast leads to, man. I know I'm getting a lot of traction. I'm getting a lot more uh, downloads, more followers. My Twitter is blowing up, man. More people are following the podcast and the Twitter handle. All the links are below. All the platforms you can listen to me are, like I said, iTunes, Podbeam, Spotify, Google Plus. All right. Even YouTube because all my episodes go up in YouTube as well. All right. You could listen via that platform too. All my links are below. My social media, Twitter is where I do most of my work. And thank you very much, everybody, for listening, sticking around. I'm going to keep coming back if people keep listening. All right. So, hey, your boy E-Man, wishing everyone a happy, happy New Year's, baby. 2018 was great. 2019, it's time to bring it. Your boy E-Man, peace, signing out. Oh.